Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and this is The Daily D.C., Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, the state of the race. The battle for the 2020 Democratic nomination is heading into those sleepy summer weeks of August, those those couple of weeks where the candidates are probably going to do a ton more of fundraising than they are necessarily going to be doing campaigning. But there will be a pretty busy weekend of activity. And it actually got started today as the courting of the religious vote, the African-American vote, and specifically African-American millennials, the youth African-American vote, was on display today at an event in Atlanta put on by the Black Church Pack. Reverend Leah Daughtry, a member of the Democratic National Committee, she ran Hillary Clinton's Philadelphia Convention in 2016 and is a uh, well-known sort of Democratic figure in party politics. She is also a reverend, as was her father, and she is part of putting this together and getting some of the candidates to speak. Today, it was Julian Castro, Cory Booker, and Pete Buttigieg who appeared before the group And tomorrow on Saturday, it'll be Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Now, as you know, Pete Buttigieg specifically has had a very tough time getting any traction with African-American voters. And he has been asked about this for months now, not just by reporters, but by his own supporters. You remember, you may remember a few months back, one of his own supporters who attended an event with him in Brooklyn and Buttigieg was taking questions from the crowd. And this supporter asked, you know, why does who was white, sort of why does everyone look like me here? And Buttigieg acknowledged and has acknowledged he has more work to do. Now, what isn't clear yet is if any of that work is actually producing results. We haven't seen it in the polling yet, but he is sort of doggedly pursuing relationship building. He put out his so-called Douglas plan, named after Frederick Douglass, specific policy proposals as president that would be targeted towards the African-American community. And he continues to, to state those things when asked about this clear sort of problem area he's having in, in broadening his support. And there was an Associated Press story out today out of South Carolina that looked at another component of this, which was in the religiously more conservative African-American community, meaning within the Democratic Party context, but religious, church-going, where morality and values may play a very big part in their calculation – of African-American churchgoers, this Associated Press story took a look at whether or not Buttigieg's sexuality, his being gay, might be another hurdle, an extra hurdle with this part of the African-American base, specifically in the South through some of those Southern Super Tuesday and other March primary states, and of course, South Carolina. Our reporter, Vanessa Yurkevich, was on the trail in Georgia today with Buttigieg. She grabbed him to ask him specifically about that. And I want you to hear the exchange 
that she had with the mayor of South Bend. Do you think that black voters of faith may have a difficult time connecting with you, particularly because some may have very conservative religious or moral beliefs around homosexuality? I think the biggest thing on the minds of black voters and all voters is what difference our candidacies will make in their lives. Our Douglas plan is about boosting entrepreneurship, making sure that race is not a barrier to health, improving our neighborhoods, delivering criminal justice reform and a new Voting Rights Act. These are the things that are actually going to play out in people's lives. In my experience, especially running back home in Indiana in a very socially conservative community that wound up reelecting me with 80% of the vote after I came out, including a lot of black support. My experience is that uh, at the end of the day, you were judged on what you were actually going to do to make somebody's life better. That's what this campaign ought, about, ought to be about. It's difficult because the president consumes so much attention. But ultimately, I think that's what will drive voters' decisions. But are you saying that Canada, excuse me, are you saying that voters who may be more religious, uh, conservatives, uh, on moral grounds will be able to look past that in terms of your sexuality because they like what you are saying? Yeah, at the end of the day, I think people want to know uh, what difference it'll make in their lives if I get elected versus somebody else. And a lot of other issues and a lot of prejudices fall away when it comes to that basic question. So what you hear there is pretty much a dodge, right? I mean, that is the, an artful dodge, or maybe some will think it's inartful, but it is a dodge. He's not really engaging on that, on that critical component about if indeed he thinks his being gay may have something to do with a political resistance to him from certain populations within the Democratic coalition. And, and, and you heard that he didn't really want to engage on that with Vanessa. He'll be campaigning throughout South Carolina this weekend. And as I mentioned, Warren and Sanders will be there courting the African-American crowd at Black Church Pack tomorrow. Fox News has a poll out in the last 24 hours taking a look at the overall state of the race landscape national poll. It does nothing to change the qualifying candidates for the September debate taking place, the Democratic debate in Houston, Texas, on ABC News. Nine people have qualified with both the fundraising and and polling threshold that they need to that they need to meet in order to get onto the debate stage. Tom Steyer and Julian Castro have both said they qualify on the fundraising metric, 130,000 individual donors from, uh, I think, 20 different states. You have to have at least 400 individual donors from 20 different states, total of 100,000, 130,000 individual donors. Both Steyer and Castro say they've met that threshold, and they are both just one poll away of meeting the polling threshold, which is four polls at 2%, either national or in those first four states, Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. They are both just one poll away. So between now and August 28th, if Steyer or Castro hit 2% in a poll that isn't in the same geographic place by the same polling organization that they've met before because you can't double up like that, according to the rules, they will, too, make the debate stage. This Fox News poll doesn't do that for them. They don't they don't hit that that threshold. So Joe Biden maintains his support at 31 percent 
In this poll, Elizabeth Warren is up to 20 percent support among Democrats. In this poll, uh, Bernie Sanders has dropped significantly to 10 percent and Kamala Harris remains even at 8 percent, rounding out the top four. And I will just note, Elizabeth Warren, I think in March in the Fox poll was at 4 percent. She has just been steadily climbing. And it is clear when you look inside the numbers that she is taking votes away from Sanders. Her success is also harming Sanders. That double impact is significant. And we've seen this move of Warren into solidifying a second place status in this race to Joe Biden. This is not a one off of that dynamic. We have seen that. And that is the clear storyline of what's happening right now. Joe Biden maintains his lead, although he's not growing at all. He's just sitting there solidly where he's been. And Elizabeth Warren has moved up to the second place candidate in this race. Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Andrew Yang each get 3% support in this poll. Klobuchar and O'Rourke get 2%. And I think this is really interesting. In this poll, when voters were asked which is more important in deciding their primary vote, a somebody who wants a candidate that will build on President Obama's legacy, or do you prefer one who will take a new approach? The party splits evenly. 48% of Democrats say they want a candidate who will build on Obama's legacy. 47% prefer one who will take an approach. Obviously, those that want the Obama legacy builder, Joe Biden holds a big advantage among those folks. He also holds a slight advantage, but it's a much closer contest over Warren among the Democratic voters who want to take a new approach. That's welcome news to Biden, no doubt. 60% of Democratic primary voters in this poll want a nominee who will, quote, restore the country and get American politics back to normalcy. That's versus 36% who favor a candidate who will, quote, fundamentally change how Washington works. Well, that is Elizabeth Warren's message. That is Bernie Sanders' message. And it is a message that when set up as a preference versus somebody who's going to return to normalcy, that just a little over a third of the Democratic electorate is, is buying at the moment. That big structural change, that is not the majority position. 60% of Democrats are in line with what Joe Biden is selling, restoring the country and getting American politics back to normalcy. So this is, these are welcome numbers for, for Joe Biden inside this Fox News poll. If, if you are in his campaign, it's hard to look at these numbers and not think you're in pretty solid standing at the moment with the electorate. Uh, you're seeking the nominating electorate in this 2020 contest. I will also note, although it's, you know, a year and three or four months from the presidential election, so I think these general election matchups are somewhat meaningless, but they are a snapshot in time where things stand right now. This is not predictive of what November will look like at all. But among the top four Democratic candidates, Biden, Sanders, Warren, Harris, all four of them best Donald Trump in these general election matchups, and they hold Donald Trump to below 40% support. That we haven't seen before. That is really intriguing. Again, as intriguing as a snapshot 16 months out from an election can be. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here on Monday. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. 
Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.